Uh, welcome to Cashing in the Northwest. You know, it's the official podcast of Geo Woodstock 18 in the great Pacific Northwest. Each week, we're going to talk about caches and cashers from here and all around the globe. So while you're wondering how Jeopardy champion would look on your resume, we'll be caching in the Northwest. And of course, that means it's time to bring in our champion, chimpanzee. Some say he once took a cruise on a gravy boat. And others say he refuses to give up his CompuServe email address. All we know is he's called Land Monkey. That's right. It's landmonkey at CompuServe.org. Hmm. <laughs> Mine was send all your emails there. Mine was seven three three five seven comma two three three four, as I recall. Are you making that up? No, that was my CompuServe user number. Wow, that's amazing. All right, that's that's pretty impressive, man. I bet you can get that website address maybe i don't think you can put a comma in a url but uh, make that the, the dot yeah because you can have anything now as your domain <laughs> well i would say get out there right now and reserve your friend face space oh yeah it's okay i think i'm gonna die next tuesday at 3 15 <laughs> that was a different website it was but still a great series all right. Well, folks, tonight we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Geo Woodstock 17. And Ooh. we're also, yeah, we'll I'll recap some of the some of the stuff from there that I saw and learned and nice. enjoyed. Um, 17's a prime number. It's a good one. It was. It was a good one. Uh, and talk a little bit about Fort Worth. But uh, we'll also just talk about some geocaching stuff in general. And we're certainly looking forward to any questions you guys have over in the chat. So remember, if you've got questions for us to use a hashtag fatas if it's uh, not really related to what we're talking about but you know what we're going to be we're going to be pretty chillaxed tonight so you know just, just yeah chris is going to have a nap there you go and jim and i are going to run the podcast uh so just yeah wake me up when it's over <laughs> there you go so that'll be good so yeah we'll have a lot of fun and we're going to just talk about all that kind of stuff and you know what Honestly, if you guys have any questions or comments that you want us to talk about as we go along, throw them out there. Uh, yeah, hashtag chillax. There you go. Thanks, Keats. Um, and roll, we'll just roll with it tonight. All right. Well, yeah. speaking of rolling with it, we want to remind you guys that uh, we appreciate the rolling support of our patrons who help to keep this podcast rolling along each and every week. And a uh, particular thanks to Landsharks, our corporate Tenali level sponsor. And folks, if you would like to know more about Supporting the show. Oh, I, forgot, I forgot to do this. Hey, look at that. Look at that. I got a new shark. Hey. Got a new shark today. It's jumping. <laughs> yes, I just jumped the shark. Okay. Thanks. All right. Mom. And uh, yeah, if uh, you want to know more about supporting this show, click and the who Patreon wouldn't? link. Yeah, right? <laughs> click the Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website, which works because we just checked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was fun right before the show starts. No, no. The, your idea of fun is completely different <laughs> from my idea of fun. Oh, awesome, man. Well, you know what else is fun? Glows are fun. I love glows. And we need your glow. I know you've got one. You're just waiting to submit. You should do it now. 
you know what the glow is? It's the geocaching log of the week. Mm -hmm. Whether you wrote it, whether you read it, we want to hear about it because great logs simply make geocaching better. Send an email or a field recording to feedback at cachingnw.com. Call into 253-693-TFTC. You know, there's a voicemail tool on the website that works. There is. Yeah. And show us how you glow. Well, you know who's glowing this week? It's friend of the show, loyal listener and supporter, Green Words. Wrote, hi guys, it's Green Words. How's it going? She's in the chat. It's going well, Green Words. It's going well. That's right. She says, here's an entry for the glow. The log was written by my hubby. You might know him as Wet Coaster. Longtime listener and supporter of the show as well. It's for GCN341, which is called bsp i don't know what that stands for i'm hoping it's bacon spam and pastrami three of my favorite meats meat products sounds good to me yeah one of them's a completely vegetarian option isn't it i don't know about that but i like all of them so bsp is actually not far from home his log says it all so let's read out caching with green words we decided to try and avenge a long-standing dnf so long-standing that it's a Nemesis cache. Dun, 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 dun. My first DNF on this cache was the 3rd of September 2012. I've lost track of how many times I or we have come back to make the find. The frustration at seeing found it after found it logs posted. It was on my watch list, almost hoping for an archive log. That found it was becoming a new four-letter F word. So back to today's to today's hunt. It didn't seem to me like it would be a good hunt, as the undergrowth that I remember from the last time here is more like overgrowth now. Which way do you think we should go? Was short for, I don't see a trail that way. <laughs> remember, the trail's always easier on the way out. After going through a former homeless camp, we came upon the familiar area where I remember searching oh so many times before, with the added bonus of a lot more growth and forest debris to navigate. It also doesn't help that the GPS signal is highly filtered and distorted due to the growth around Ground Zero. After another 20 minutes or so of wandering, slipping, annoying searching, we pretty much decided to add this trip to our many previous excursions to the area. Oh, I'll take one more look over there, although I'm sure I've looked there before. Well, I guess I hadn't looked there before because I was rewarded with a view of a Cash container. Nice. The hint makes sense to me, although I don't know what any one of the hundred of other suitable locations in this area couldn't have been the hiding place for the cash. Many curses and many more thanks to Captain X for the hide. You don't have any more like this, do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, you know, yeah, I've, I've had a nemesis cash. I don't know if it's been that many years, but yeah. Those, those are just no fun. No. You, you just want to get it found to get it off your list to say, I'm never going there again. Well, yeah. good for Wet Coaster and Green Words that they kept at it because that's a long time to keep going back after one of those. And yeah, 2012. I mean, you know, I yep. was like 30 years old in 2012. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Look how look how much wiser you are now. Something. So, I, I love his uh, line there where um, he kept it on his 
pocket query, just hoping for an archive log. Yeah, right. On his watch list. Yeah. On his watch list. Yeah. I'm happy to report that two of those on my watch list nearby have been archived. <laughs> so I feel somewhat justified that I did not find them. I think if you leave them on your watch list long enough, the odds are they will get archived. Well, eventually, yeah. But I, I was also glad that nobody found these nearby. They were truly missing. Okay. Well, that's good. We could have I mean, hosted an archive party, I suppose. Yeah. Not that anybody would ever do that. Just know, saying kind of hypothetically. Fun. Nobody knows. Nobody looks at those archive logs anyway. I'm convinced. Yeah. Of <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not the way it works. Hey, guys. What? Yeah. We, are going to talk about geo woodstock 17 if you want to ask any questions or bring up any other geo woodstock 17 ish uh chat items use the hashtag gw17 all right in tonight's show and of course go ahead the hashtag footass to bring up topics for the after show i wasn't ready for that i thought i'm not going to say that word yeah. I'll let somebody else say that. Any other news this week before we jump into DWS-17? Um, well, I mean, you guys had some personal news. Um, mm-hmm. Some milestones in the family. Oh, yeah. There is that. Yeah, we did. Go ahead, Chris. You you had more recently. I had more recently a, I have a graduate. My, the, the last high school graduate in my house. My uh, son has graduated high school. So, and then we move on to wit's end yes so after high school graduation yes my youngest has graduated college so i am now older than dirt and uh have i have successfully raised two children through college degrees so i'm i'm done i've considered check end of end of game nice work nothing else to look forward to now to kind of oh come on this item yeah something pretty much yeah nothing else to look forward to (laughs) But as far as news news, I was going to say, yeah. as we sit and record this, I don't know when you might be listening to this, although I know people in the chat are listening to it right now. As we sit and record it, it is the 6th of June, 2019, which I just want to throw out a thank you to everybody in history that helped. Uh, this is the 75th anniversary of the Allied Forces landing at Normandy, uh, D-Day. Right. So, Canadian, American, British, all combined. It's not just an American battle. It was uh, right. no, it a, a great combined effort. And uh, our, my hat's off. And I'm forever grateful to all those that have gone before and given the ultimate sacrifice so we can all enjoy the freedoms that we do now. Yeah. So, no, that's a really good point. And uh, it's, you know, it's obviously been all over the, the news and the social media. Yeah. Yesterday and today. Of, uh, and, and I think. What I really enjoyed, and I get a little bit choked up watching it, are the Normandy, um, um, the survivors. Yeah, when they yeah. have the, the the stage and they have the, the the soldiers up there, and you know, talking about what it means to them, and yeah. then uh, you know, they had some stories about the old, you know, the oldest surviving Canadian uh, combat flyer who uh, lives in Comox now, and he's he's like ninety eight or something mm. like that, and. Right. And he's still, he's got all his faculties and he, he expresses himself better than I express myself. And yeah. um, just amazing listening to him talk about his stories of his combat flights. So, yeah, I mean, maybe we should get him on the podcast to ooh. replace you. Yeah, I think that's an excellent idea. Well, he didn't have to replace him. He could come interview him. But Oh, okay. 
There you go. Yeah, I just listened to a podcast this morning on my drive to work that was talking about D-Day and talking about apparently the one of the Canadian regiments went penetrated the farthest into Europe of all the divisions, regiments. I don't know the right words. It was but, Sword Beach, right? Um, they went six miles? I think that sounds right, yeah. D-Day? Yeah. yeah. They said there were really only a handful of distinguished uh, valor medals given out, primarily because, and they said one of the reasons is you can go out and do great things in, in battle, but somebody has to witness it and report it. And there were so many casualties that a lot of commanding officers didn't survive to report such heroic actions. But anyway, we could go on and on about D-Day and in history. And it's not, that's not this podcast, but we it's do not, want to thank everybody that's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes. And absolutely. You know what? You're right, Jim. And thanks to, I don't know if, uh, if there's any veterans, not just of World War II, but in, in general who are listening to the podcast. And we thank you for your service regardless mm -hmm. of what it was. All right. Switching gears. Yes. Um, we're going to talk about um, Texas. We're going to talk about Geo Woodstock, which was my, my brain paused for a moment there. So I was trying to remember the name of the city. Texas. That's the name of the city. It, well, Texas was the name of the state anyway. Country. Down to Fort Worth. Of Texas. The country of Texas. Down to Fort Worth, which, so I'm going to preface all this by saying, and I, I shared this with a couple of people already, but I had a mental image of what Fort Worth, uh, that uh, well, Texas as a period, what it was going to be like when I got there. And it was like this, the cowboy movies that are, of course, all filmed in Arizona. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> in my mind, yeah. that's what Texas would look like. Monument Valley down, yeah, that kind of area. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, no. And no, Fort Worth is quite lush and green. And uh, it, was, it was, oh, now we were there right after they had some major rains. So, of course, that helped. Um, particularly seemed to help the mosquito breeding, but um, mm, it does that down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was still really neat and it was a, a beautiful city to walk around. We did um, one of the um, adventure labs. I, I always want to say lab caches. So I got to pause myself. You're correct. Adventure caches. labs. Yeah. I'm working hard on memorizing that one. Yeah. No kidding. Right. Was it in a box canyon? Because in all the Cowboys movies, there always seems to be a box canyon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there are lots of boxes. So okay. I could have made a canyon out of them. That would check that box. Oh wait, no, that's different. Yes, indeed. So yeah, we had a great time. So um, we went, as, as I think people have figured out by now, we went down with uh, our friends, uh, Geo Travelers, Christy from the Geo Travelers, and Helen and Chris from the Land Sharks, and we all went down together and we got a, an Airbnb together, which was really neat. It was this. I call it a heritage home. It probably wasn't, but it felt like this, just this neat little rancher that it was almost like a TARDIS. It felt like it was bigger on the inside than it was on the outside, but it was beautifully little appointed Airbnb with like original hardwood floors. And it was a gorgeous little place that we had. So, I mean, you got to love it when you score with Airbnb. And uh, so we stayed there and, Went out and explored it. Now, granted, we didn't do probably as much ex as exploring as we would have liked to because we were also doing a lot of work getting ready for the launch of Geo Woodstock 18. But, <laughs> but you know, it was still well, there's that. There's that. But it was still fun. And, uh, oh, yeah, I see uh, Christy's in the chat already uh, mentioning the Trinity Trails Geo Tour, which we'll definitely talk about. And, and, and I do have to share about her giant teddy bear. So uh, Christy had, uh, I guess, what was the kids' room? out of all the rooms 
and there was a like human-sized teddy bear in the room and uh we we thought that was just pretty funny so nice that's uh that's one of those things that you get and you think oh that'll be cute to have that teddy bear and where do you put it <laughs> our we bought our son when he was a toddler a giant stuffed duck one easter he still has it to this day so i get him give him credit for that but uh Ducky has been around for a really long time and Ducky is pretty big and Ducky is going to go with Reese when he moves out. I'll just tell you that's that. what you think. <laughs> Only if he has the car big enough to transport. Yeah, there's that. Oh yeah. Awesome. No, no, you bought Ducky. You're stuck with Ducky. <laughs> stuck, stucky with Ducky. There you go. Make it a trackable and send it on its way. That's you leave it at an event. Somebody else's problem. <laughs> leave it on the hood of a car at a trailhead. <laughs> Yeah, that works really that well. Works. That's how we got an ironing board trackable one time. Just saying. Not cool. It's a drawback to people recognizing cool. your car. So, uh, so yeah. Texas wasn't what you had imagined. Uh, I take it you hadn't been to Texas before? I had not. This was our first visit to Texas. So lit up a new state. And in fact, two new states because... When we got off the plane, we drove straight up to this most southern point of Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. and Oklahoma uh, is okay. It, it is. It really was. And we picked up a virtual cache there. And then were there winds whistling across the plains? They really were. Winds come sweeping across the plains. Yeah. Sweeping across the plains. Thank you. I, I don't know my song as well as I think I do. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how much of the winds were the freeway we were immediately adjacent to. Oh, okay. but, uh, there was definitely winds. In fact, speaking of winds, I was very pleased that we avoided the tornadoes um that uh um, apparently there had been tornado warnings right before we landed yeah. and then right after we left there were more tornado warnings i'm like wow so you oh. were a calming influence to texas yeah i'm sure i'm a calming influence everywhere i go i'm, I'm certain of that um no he's more of a tornado wherever he goes <laughs> maybe maybe it's mrs land monkey maybe he was an equal and opposite force yes there you go um, that on that note though, I do hope that, uh, any of those tornado warnings didn't turn into actual tornadoes and impact any of our geocaching friends and particularly all the volunteers who worked so hard to put on the, the geo Woodstock 17, which was overall a pretty amazing event. I was really impressed. It was the very first one that was indoors. So that's amazing. They go, they got that one on the scoreboard um well if you've spent any time in texas in the summer they yeah it's a good thing to be indoors yeah yeah it was uh it was definitely um yeah. definitely appreciated by everybody <laughs> could um i i didn't go out for the group picture this time um i was manning the booth for the land sharks while the group picture was going on and when everybody eventually came back in i heard a lot of people going Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I did a work trip down through Oklahoma all the way to Houston last August. So yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. That, that seems like the wrong time of year to be there. But I lit up Oklahoma and Texas myself last summer. So very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah. So that was, that was cool. The venue, the venue was great. It was, um, the Will Rogers Memorial Center and it's, uh, um, it's like a big conference center and they had about, I think about, about half of the space they had for Geo Woodstock and the other half was like a, a rock and gem show, which I was actually quite 
curious to go check out, but I didn't have enough time. It was a, so it was a gem show with a lot of music. Yes. It was rocking. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it was. Um, he just tried to make earth cash clues out of all of the. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Excuse these earth can you show me what <laughs> you have any columnar basalt. I mean, that's a common one. I just want a big piece of it. So I know what it looks like. I'm looking for a glacial erratic. Any yeah. erratic gems. <laughs> oh dear. Like security. <laughs> you have an erratic seeker over here. Yeah. Can you, uh... Another one of those. You're on the wrong side of the building, buddy. That's right. All right. Anyways, no, that was, so yeah, it was a great facility. Um, uh, the day rolled out really well. It was a lot of fun. So they had the breakout sessions. They had a couple of panels going on. They had the reviewer panel, um, which was, you know, it's always fun, the reviewer panel, because, uh, you know, you kind of always get some of the same questions. And I think that's fair because there's a lot. Why of didn't you approve my cash? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people who are, there's always uh, people who are new to the game. And that's one of the great things I think about Geo Woodstock period is that it moves around. So you would have gotten a lot of people from the, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas area who would have been relatively new to the game. And this was their first Geo Woodstock they had an opportunity to go to. So I think that's really cool. Um, there's, so they would have had the opportunity to ask some of those questions. And yeah, I mean, I, I listened in on the reviewer, the reviewer panel, and, and there was some questions where I probably could answer them myself because you've heard them a few times if you've been to a few reviewer panels. But I think it's good. And I really give full kudos to the reviewers who do that um, each and every year who are patient and helpful with people's questions and uh, and, and volunteer to do that. I, I, I think it's awesome that they do. Everybody, let's go hug a reviewer this week. Yeah. A local reviewer. There you go. Or, or at least don't be mean to them. <laughs> oh, there you go. That They appreciate that just as much. <laughs> baby steps uh um yeah actually i, I just see, i just looked over into the chat there and i see uh, gsmx2 said that uh it was interesting to hear the difference between the reviewers um the massachusetts people were very restrictive he says um and i think as a good friend of mine has often been quoted as saying um it's a global game played regionally and so there's there's always uh something new and different about wherever you go and how the game is played there. Um, our F guy threw out that the lunch was amazing. The barbecue brisket was great. And it was, that was, uh, they had brisket and sausage and then they had a vegetarian option, which I have no idea what that was. Yeah. Um, why would you? <laughs> you're in Texas. Why? Yeah. <laughs> From, but I did hear reports that the vegetarian option was quite tasty. So, you know, good on them. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I will tell you, I'm a second generation vegetarian. All my food is vegetarian <laughs> or has once been a vegetarian. It's once been vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. Vegetation. Vegetarian is a uh, Native American word. It means bad hunter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Keats asks uh, if any vegetarians actually live in Texas. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, um, yeah, that was. So that was a lot of fun, but that was, you know, just one of the days that we were down there and, uh, they did, they did a lot of great stuff. They had, um, some amazing lead up events. I didn't get to, um, many of the lead up events, 
but I did go to the Midnight Madness event. Uh, I didn't stay right till midnight, but was that a separate event? So it was a separate event, and and I have never, I've only been to one other Geo Woodstock before that, and that was Cincinnati, and so it was interesting to see how they rolled out the um, the Midnight Madness at Texas in Fort Worth, and they had it at a different space. It was the Panther Island or the shack at the Panther Island Pavilion. And they had a live band playing you know, country music in there, which, you know, not my personal favorite type of music, but uh, certainly the band was skilled. So it wasn't unpleasant to listen to. Um, ran into, uh, and through the whole weekend, actually ran into lots of familiar faces, lots of listeners of the show. In fact, I had the pleasure of getting a little bit of time to talk with Southern Grits. You guys might remember that mm -hmm. caching name. Um, submitted a glow quite a while ago that we read, and then we had a lengthy discussion about about grits. Southern Grits, mm. and she uh, she recalled that discussion and and uh, shared her thoughts about it with with me, which was great. But mm. I think I think I just one of the my favorite things about. Geo Woodstocks and, and pretty much any events, but Geo Woodstocks in particular, because I'm going somewhere that's way out of my normal area space that I'm operating in. Well, of course, except for next year, but <laughs> generally with these events. So Cincinnati had never been to Ohio. I've never been to Texas. So get to these locations and I'm running into geocachers from all over the, the US and Canada who have converged and I'm surprised how many of them listen to our podcast and just, you know, thank us for what we do uh, every Thursday night. So, you know, I want Jim, Chris, I wanted to pass on to you from the listeners who I ran into that they appreciate you. Oh, thank you. We, we appreciate you. Them. Yeah. It's yeah. like a mutual appreciation party. Uh, it was. I appreciate you more than you appreciate me. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was good. Um, so yeah, that was neat. And ran into, of course, a whole bunch of vloggers and podcasters. And um, uh, Chad from the Geocaching podcast was down there, mm -hmm. chatted with him for a little while. Um, hung out with Gary and Jesse from um, uh, Geocache Talk. And uh, that was neat talking with those guys for a yeah, while. Yeah, that's their, that's their home territory there, isn't oh, it? Yeah, yeah they, were, they were the big show in town. That's yeah. for sure. Sure. Yeah. That's awesome, right? So, you know, they had a lot of a lot of the hometown crowd, but a lot of of course they've got listeners from all over as well. So I think it was really neat for their listeners to be able to to hang out with them a little bit. And, and they're such nice guys to begin with. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it was good. So that was cool. Um yeah. So, you know, that's all kind of stuff that happened at the event itself. Um, but we also got out. Got out and did some caching, which was oh. nice. Meaning not out of Texas, but well, we eventually got out of Texas, but oh, we were able went to Oklahoma out. right away. That's <laughs> out of Texas. Yeah, that's true. There you go. No, we uh we definitely did some exploring. We um we earned a, a geocoin. A geocaching adventure coin. Geocaching adventure coin. It's the Trinity Trails geocaching adventure. It's a, a geo tour down there that follows the the Trinity Trails, which is actually quite an extensive trail system along the um, the rivers, and some of the rivers to me almost felt like canals with the way they were. They felt kind of structured on the sides, and mm -hmm. I really don't know the backstory on a lot of that. But 
found it quite fascinating and um yeah just uh just really cool so we enjoyed that and found uh found all the caches so we got the souvenir and the coin so nice pretty cool and um gosh what else do we have um yeah and we just did oh uh, as i said before we did the adventure labs um i thought they did a great job did a great job with their adventure labs and i particularly like they were they did something that I hadn't seen done before, and they had a, a night adventure lab, which was to walk around downtown Fort Worth area, finding different neon signs or other types of lit signs. Mm -hmm. um, and some of them are even somewhat interactive, but uh, it was, you know, you could do it during the day, but it was really fun to do it uh, after dark. And so that was, and I think it was called Cowtown After Dark, I think is what it was called, mm. but it was a lot of fun. It was really I, cool. I saw a picture of Neon on in social media today. Oh, there you go. From you, of course. Oh, you know, okay. Yeah. yeah. So those yes. have been some of the photos that we yeah. took on that. So yeah, it was some some neat stuff. And in the chat, Christy says the echo chamber was fun. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. hey, we ran into another listener of the podcast there. Um, Genies. He uh he was there and um, it was funny because it's a, a huge cylindrical sculpture that you can, it has like baffles that you can kind of walk in and out of it. But of course, because it's massive and open and made of steel, it has quite the echoey properties. So we were having fun in there. Nice. I uh, recorded a little bit of video. Anything like this? The after show. It was even echoier than that. Wow. Echoier? Echoier. It was the echoiest. Mm. But it was funny because I was inside goofing off uh, and Laura had stepped outside. <laughs> you? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Laura had stepped outside and all of a sudden I hear her go, Jay? And I like, what? And I'm thinking, what did I do now? I poke my head out and, and there's Jerry. <laughs> 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 Chatting with Laura. So yeah, it was kind of neat. So that was fun. Um yeah, Christy's in, in the chat. She says, uh, and the locals took us to a, a basement bar at one of the neon signs. So one of the neon signs was at a jazz club. And as we we're making our observations for the um, adventure lab, one of the locals was, had walked up and they were on their way down to the jazz club. They said, oh, you guys ever been down here? I'm like, nope. No, yeah, well, come on with us. We'll show you. We didn't actually go in, in, but we went into the, the waiting area and we kind of poked our heads in and looked around. But we felt pretty underdressed so we're like yeah um, we're just thank you we're just gonna take a look and then we're gonna head back up but it was really neat like, you were only wearing a five gallon hat to a 10 gallon hat party weren't you yeah no no it was actually it was um it was it looked like you you would have thought you were in one of those typical classy new york basement smooth jazz bars and everybody's kind of dressed pretty spiffy and yeah it was it was pretty neat. It was quite a surprise to find that place. So that was neat. Um, but yeah, uh, that was that was a lot of fun. So yeah, we did all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, it was a question from uh, GSMX two in the chat. Did you do the JFK fifty GT? No, we didn't. Um, we we would have loved to have done more geocaching, but we we probably spent half our time down there. Um, prepping for our announcement of geo woodstock 18 as well as getting the website 
worked on. And oh, yeah, there was that it, little announcement thing. Yeah, yeah, there was that. Geo sometimes too says, and he kept the secret of the year all day long. Do not play poker with Land Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was fun. Um, Highlands guy also said they did an amazing Geo tour in Dallas, the JFK 50. So this is a 50th anniversary of the. Is it of the assassination or of his presidency? I don't know. But it's about uh, the same time. 63 was the assassination. So. Oh, you're right. Okay. Uh, 14 caches at locations associated with President's Kennedy assassination in November uh, 1963. It was a highlight of my trip. Hmm. Uh, just to mention, when I went down to Dallas, I was there and went to, um, what, what's, what's the plaza? Daily Plaza? I don't know. There's a grassy knoll there. Grassy yeah, knoll, yeah. Uh, and and I walked around that area, and uh, it really is amazing. When you see it on, you know, when you watch the videos and you go, okay, and you're there, and it's like, it's all really pretty close, actually. Yeah. And you know, oh, that's the wind, and okay, well, so it was an it was very interesting for me. Yeah, there you go. GSM X2 said Daily Plaza. Yeah, yeah. and RF guy. As well, Daily Plaza. So there you go. You got you've got it confirmed by people who were recently there. I, I said it, and then you know you, immediately when you say it, you're like, "Is that right?" It just popped out. Yeah, it's. Um, I I would have loved to do that, but I'll tell you one thing. Um, on the bucket list is getting back to that area, that uh, Dallas Fort Worth area of Texas again one day. Um, Loved it. And like I said, you know, I, I talked about the area and how impressed I was with the area. But I have to say, I was really impressed with the people, not just the amazing volunteers and organizers of Geo Woodstock 17, but just in general, the people we, we bumped into, people we would talk to on the trails. Uh, my goodness. Uh, on the last cache that we were finding for the Trinity Trails Geo Tour, we're by this tree along the river bank and we're um, looking for the cache. And there's a couple of guys just, just up the hill from us uh, digging a fence line. And, uh, um, you know, we're, we're kind of close to the, the property line they're working on. So I think one of us had just said, hey, we're just down here doing this game. And so they're, oh, yeah. They said, well, we've been watching people come and go all day. And uh, he said the first the first folks, that couple of folks that came were thinking, is there a drug deal going on or something down there? And <laughs> And he says, oh, eventually there's groups of people. So we started asking what's going on. And then we know what you guys are doing down there. And so we started chatting with these guys. We're like, well, it's almost dinner time. We're like, hey, guys, we're, we're thinking of Mexican tonight. What is like the best authentic Mexican restaurant in the area? Like where, where would you guys recommend we go? And they gave us a tip and it was amazing. We had the best Mexican dinner. They had live entertainment. Uh, and it was just like the small mom and pop place. It was those are the best. Oh, yeah. it was fantastic. So, you know, I got to say Fort Worth, you got some high quality people living there. That was, that was awesome. We really land did. monkey. Yes. Sir. Were those people giving you directions to the Mexican restaurant on riding lawnmowers of any kind? Absolutely not. Or I would not have taken the directions. Okay. Good. Okay. Thank you. Rule 14. Okay. So yeah, no, that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> GSM X2 says, I had a bicyclist waving at me really enthusiastically and friendly. Then I realized he was waving at me because I was driving down the wrong side of the street. <laughs> Whoops. How does how do they know which way you're going? <laughs> oh, he was drinking. Yeah. Uh Highlands guy says uh it was very clean, which it was. Absolutely very friendly people. 
Uh, he says, the only person I saw open carrying was Pathfinder 33. So there you go. Um, yeah, I, you know, for all the hubbub and everything about guns and such, I, I I wouldn't have known. I didn't really see anything. So well, that that you know, it makes me wonder. There, the Texans are very friendly, but they are allowed to openly carry uh, <laughs> weapons, and I really think that increases the friendliness of most people. You if they know you're, you're going to be nice to this guy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, so that's kind of it's kind of the highlights. It was a lot of fun. Um, I think uh, we really enjoy that. I've got a lot of video and, and photos that I'm going to be sharing out on the social I'm, medias. I'm shocked. Yeah, so, I know, right? So while you were there, you did the Trinity Trails Geo Tour. Did you yeah. do any other Geo Tours or series? No, not really. We picked up some random caches here and there if we were close to them. Uh, got a sure. bunch of virtuals. Um, there's some really, there. I guess it's a series. There's a, a, a number of virtuals with similar names um, throughout the area that were, mm -hmm. were pretty good. Um, okay. They're all kind of interesting in different ways. So we did those, but honestly, um, just didn't have as much time for caching as I would have liked to have had, but that's okay. We still had a great time with our friends. Nice. Um, yeah, really and you there. I, I assume there were 30 uh locations in all the adventure labs. I'm trying to use the right word. There were three adventure labs, 10 locations each. Um, so. you know what? I was getting mixed information, I didn't find all the adventure labs. Okay, um, I think I only found like between all of them, maybe 15 20 adventure labs total. Um, it, it it, again, it was just time. We just didn't have enough time to do everything we would have liked to. But um, you know, if we were if we weren't hosting the next year's event and prepping for that, we probably would have gotten out and done a lot more. But if, that's okay. If you could store time in a bottle. If I could store time in a bottle, yeah. Me and Jim Croce. But I'll tell you, wherever Geo Woodstock is in 2021, I'll really be able to enjoy it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Christy says there were 40. Uh, labs total. Okay. Okay. There you go. Thank you, Christy. And of course, you know, we mentioned 17 is a prime number. Yes. So good number. And it's a binary palindrome of one zero 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 one. So okay. there's that. There you go. That is an interesting fact that you just happen to have off the top of your head. Well, yeah, I'm nerdy that way. You really I, are. I'm nerdy a lot of ways. But. <laughs> uh, uh Land Monkey, were you able to do the GPS adventure maze? Oh, yeah. Totally forgot about that. Yes, absolutely we did. That was a lot of fun. That was our 16,000th milestone. And you found your way out of the maze? Nope. Still there. Okay. I'm broadcasting huh. live from the GPS adventure maze, and I'm hoping someone's going to bring me some food. Mexican tacos. There'll be, there'll be some cheese at the end. Of getting the hungry. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I hear that two people put on the adventure maze. It was it was the work of two people to bring the adventure maze back to the U.S. Um, okay, I don't know those two people. Oh, I... say so it sounds like you know more than I do. There were two people in charge of it, but I mean there were a lot of volunteers mm -hmm. working together to to make sure that happened. But yeah, I, I honestly I don't really know much of the story behind it. So that would uh, I know I know when Tom and Dee were on the podcast. A few months ago, they talked about it, but I just can't remember, to be honest. What else would you be? 
Well, that's true. Isn't that a funny expression, eh? Yeah, I've always thought that. <laughs> well, if I'm honest with you, it's like, well, I hope you would be. When weren't you? Yeah, <laughs> you think exactly. This comment? Uh-huh. <laughs> Makes you wonder. <laughs> uh, funny, funny. Uh, oh, GSMX2 says, primarily it was Vince Cole and another. There well, you I go. another. So it, it's been... Pushed it through. It's been five years since the GPS maze was in America, in the U.S. Oh. So it's coming back for a limited run. So Two years, that's interesting. Two years, and it can only be at Megas. Really? That I, know. That okay. I, I know those rules. Okay. So yeah. So if you're if you're planning a mega, I guess that's an option for you. Oh, we should do the GPS adventure maze in the tunnel at uh going ape. That sounds like a bad idea. Oh, never stopped me before. <laughs> uh funny stuff. Okay. Uh so give us some examples of what you saw in the GPS adventure maze. Not everybody has done it. Uh, you know, it's been very location specific, even though it has moved around. It was uh, definitely location specific. I would say there was a lot of Texas specific stuff in there. Um, so if anybody hasn't seen one of these before, it's basically a um, steel structure. It's about like eight foot tall by four foot wide um, steel pole squares. Mm -hmm. And then there's um, printed tarp-like material um, put up to make the walls. So that's, and then it, you know, it follows a very basic um, S-curve maze type mm -hmm. shape. And uh, there's, I think about 60 or so panels and each panel has a little bit of different information. Now I, I said it was Texas specific. A lot of the information was very general geocaching and it starts you with an introduction to what geocaching is and how GPS satellites work and has a few interactive pieces and then, it basically kind of gets a little more involved as you go around through it and gets you a little deeper into the concepts of geocaching. Um, one thing they had there that, uh, so I've done the Canadian GPS maze years ago when it okay. was in Edmonton and it was, it was larger, but the Texas one had something that the Canadian one didn't have, which was a night caching section, which was kind of cool. Oh, interesting. So yeah, they had, uh, they had a, a, a a volunteer, I'm gonna call them a docent, who is there, and uh, they would just gather up enough people and then bring them in. And it was one of the pan one of the paneled sections had the panels over top, mm -hmm. so that it was darker. Mm. And he had a um, a black light and a normal flashlight. And there was some stuff on the panels, and they would shine the lights on them. And very cool. Yeah, it was kind of fun. It was nice. neat that way. So that was that was unique, uh, and that was fun. So yeah, I think they did a really good job with the GPS adventure maze it was obviously a lot of people enjoyed getting the icon but something else they did is they had um when you came out of the gps adventure maze and went outside onto the sort of patio area they actually had a number of really really creative gadget caches set up out there that you could play with and that was a lot of fun so that was cool nice okay i have to ask one more thing yep. near and dear to my heart yeah i see pictures near the GPS maze of some toilet seats. <laughs> oh, yeah. Barney Smith's Toilet Seat Museum uh, is being relocated as uh, he's he's decided he's too old to 
care for it on a regular basis. Um, so some of the exhibits were brought there. Did you get to see them? I did, yeah. So, I mean, obviously we've all heard of Barney Smith's Toilet Seat Museum and the virtual cache that was there. And yeah, they had, I think, about six of the toilet seats on display that were geocaching themed and had, you know, signatures of lots of different cachers on them. So that was kind of neat. I would have signed one of those. <laughs> yeah? Mm -hmm. I, I should have known. I should have, I should have looked for you, your name on there. Ah, but yeah, that was neat. So yeah, I, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Thank you for reminding me. So that was definitely there as well as, like I said, some uh, uh, really interesting creative gadget caches. So yeah, good job. Good job by the organizing committee. Good job by all the volunteers. A fun time. I, you know, I can't remember being in a single lineup for anything. Really? Not yeah. even food? Not even food. Uh, it was everything you thought that was a crappy exhibit <laughs> but um, <laughs> um okay and you know so if there's no line for food was there a line for porta potties uh well it was an indoor venue so oh. i mean there there's toilets in the yeah, you're right never mind i was trying to come up with a reason yeah no, I, I I did not experience, I mean, maybe it was just my personal experience. I did not experience a single lineup for anything. Wow. So that was pretty awesome. So you walked right into the maze? Yep. Without standing in a queue? Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. And now, you did see- We a, went Sunday morning. We were there on so the right days, right? We went Sunday morning to the maze. So that probably helped because I think the rush was over by then. But I understood that they did bring people through in groups to help reduce the- Mm -hmm. viewing which is good too impressive yeah that was a lot of fun it's a really good job good excuse me good deal yeah. uh did you get to go to any of the side events besides midnight madness no i was saying that earlier that we would have liked to have been able to do some of that but the timing just didn't work out but sure. yeah they had the motor speedway thing that was pretty pretty amazing and mm -hmm. they had a um I think they had like a pub night or something like that another night. Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff, but no, it just didn't work out for us, but that's okay. A lot of people had a lot of fun. And that's I mean, honestly, the whole point of a geo Woodstock is to get together with other geocachers and just have fun and connect. Right. That's really what it's all right. about. So uh, GSS GSM times two says there were no lines for anything except Wendy's Wednesday's res registration. I'm sorry. My mouth has already fallen asleep ahead of the rest of my body. <laughs> um, and he said, yeah, they, he's, they never had lines anywhere. That's awesome. They were over-prepared and it worked really well for them. So Keats94 asks, and I'm going to attempt to use, to, to say his words with, okay. you know, out stumbling over my tongue. Were there some things from this year's Geo Woodstock that we can expect with next year's Geo Woodstock? <laughs> well, um, land monkeys will be there. Yeah, land monkeys will be there. There you go. What else do you need? I mean, really? Uh, <laughs> love. Love is all you need. Um, there's going to be some things. I mean, you're, you're always going to have a reviewers panel. So we're definitely going to be doing that. Uh, it's going to be indoors, just like Texas was. So that's that's a thing. So we'll be able to say we're the second Geo Woodstock that was indoors. 
Um, You're the first indoor geo Woodstock in Canada. Yeah, that's right. Oh, the first geo Woodstock in Canada, the first <laughs> and, international. And we can keep that. going. Yeah, no, but it was one one of the things that I think is great is that we've actually s spoken with and electronically communicated subsequently with the um, some of the crazy eights, the the hosts of Geo Woodstock Seventeen, and have been getting a lot of great advice of um, lessons learned things that, uh, you know, that maybe they thought, oh, we thought we were going to go this way, but then, you know, we looked through it and decided, no, nah, we're going to pull it back. Um, a lot of advice about, you know, don't worry about this or that, focus more on that and that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of things that, there's a lot of things that are really tradition about Geo Woodstock mm -hmm. that we will be carrying on in Geo Woodstock 18. But we are also, you know, it's a different event. It's going to be very Canadian. It's going to have a very Canadian feel and flavor to it. So, you know, expect that there will be, there will be some differences, but I don't expect there'll be too many people complaining. You have to give it a favorite point with a U. Can... <laughs> That's right. Okay. Yeah. You're going to have to add a vowel to everything. <laughs> Let's see if my cousin is there that you know. You know my cousin? She's in Canada. <laughs> Probably. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, so that's the short answer. Mm. Poutine. Um, I don't know if we'll have any at the venue, but you know, no guns on the stage. There will be no guns on the stage. I can guarantee that. These are all from the from the chat. I'm not coming with my own. I, I can guarantee there will be no guns in the facility. Is mm. there is there maple service syrup in every registration level? Uh not every registration level, but you never know. You never know. Nice. Uh, let's see, like poutine and ketchup chips. Yeah, you have to count your fines in metric, I think, too. Yes, absolutely. That is going to be so. I'm going to provide a metric conversion calculator for all the um, American geocachers so that they have the ability to count their cash fines in metric. Okay. Oh, that's why you're at 16,000. Well, that's correct. I have 16,000 metric, metric cash, cash fines. fines. Now I get it. Okay. You're fine. You're cute, Land Monkey. <laughs> Isn't he adorable? Yep. I think so. Mm -hmm. right. I bet you do. Anyways, I, I think I've droned on long enough. Um, there will be no drone photos, though. There will be because there will not be, I should say. That is correct because we are immediately adjacent to an international airport. What if you left the drone on the inside of the building? It should be fine then. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you're going to do that, there's probably other ways to get the photo. Oh. Okay. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Don't worry about it, folks. There'll be a photo. <laughs> anyway. Nice. Well, Land Monkey, thank you for sharing with us. Uh, Geo Woodstock 17, some of your feelings of uh, your experiences in Dallas-Fort Worth, GPS Adventure Maze. Um, very nice. Thank you. Hey, no problem. It's... Uh, it's been kind of a weird episode, me talking the whole time. So I'm looking forward to next week when we'll have a guest on and I don't have to do all the talking. Maybe. Maybe. You know what? <laughs> that brings up a good point, though. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Cashing in the Northwest. Come back next week when we are going to talk with a guest. I'm going to mention that guest's name because they're in the chat and I just wanted to build a little anticipation. <laughs>
We are going to be talking with Keats94 about writing better logs. Hmm, like glows. Yes. You know, a glow doesn't have to be long. A glow just has to be descriptive. It, it has to paint a mental image or tell a story. Hmm. You know, a dot, a period, that doesn't cover it. That doesn't cut it. No. Stop in that. Any, in any language. June 20th, uh, we are going to talk with JT Coffee, who is in charge of the Going Ape 2019 event. Ah, the Ape Queen? The ape, the self-appointed Ape Queen, yes. Very nice. And then on the 27th, we're going to talk with another person in the chat. And I'm going to hold off just to build that anticipation because you think it might be you, don't you? Uh, it's Christy of the Geo Travelers about planning geocaching trips. You know, summer's coming up. And when you go take your your summer vacation, you know what? A lot of us take summer vacations. Our, the locations are based on geocaches we want to do or areas we want to go to and geocache. Christy's going to help us with that. Well, and Christy um, has had quite an illustrious career as a travel agent, so she knows a lot about this. So she's going to be a great guest to have to speak to us about that. MC3Cats does confirm she is the ape queen. That's... I uh, just, I, yeah 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 it's 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 just a funny title and like i i don't know if she can live that name down <laughs> why would she want to yeah maybe you're right all right well uh at this point in the show is also where i would like to take a moment to thank land sharks our corporate denali level sponsor Ooh, look at them look at them go <laughs> <laughs> cute little fishy that's right oh the shark the, the sharks, landsharks.ca is the outdoor adventure and geocaching store. Check them out online or go in person to visit their store in Victoria, British Columbia. They're open six days a week except holidays and they ship orders online daily. And of course, we also want to thank our faithful Denali level supporters, which includes Landsharks, but also JP's Geo Designs, Bounce Bounce, Limax, Team Squirrel, and WorldCaching.com. If you want to know more about supporting the show, click the Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website. And everybody who supports us is a growing list, and I'm getting a real deep breath here as I get ready to go through it. And I, it I, I was going to interrupt you and say, "Well, you've spoken so much. Should uh, Wits End and I?" Oh, please <clears throat> have a turn, gents. Should we alternate there, Wits End, and see how we do? We won't live up to Land Monkey, but sure. Go ahead, you start it. Broncos fan for life. Router. Camp Clan. Tick Magnet. Kev MacD. Subway Mark. Dora Moore. Dune Buddy. Kid Vegas 19. Geo Nav Pros. Wino Seattle. Ackerdock. Billy Robson. Genies. Antaeus. Keats 94. Trexter Zero. MC3 Cats. Kennel Barb. M. Merv. Wet Coaster and Green Words. CJ Hove. Alarobic. Keepers of the Cash Flow. Highlands Guy. And the Geo Travelers. Yay. Yay. Hey, I like that way better. Let's do that oh, yeah. from now on. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Oh, thanks. That was way more fun. Was that more fun? That was way more fun. All well, right. it's been a Thursday where we tend to gather here. And until next Thursday, how could people find you, Land Monkey, to ask you more questions that maybe they didn't get their question answered about Geo Woodstock oh. 17? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they did and more. But uh, you can find my website, landmonkey.blogspot.ca or just landmonkey.ca will take you there. Um, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. Follow me at LandMonkeyGC. And of course, on YouTube, we've got our channel there, L-A-N-M-O-N-K-E-Y. 
Land Monkey on YouTube. Ah, wits end. What are all the various witsy Z in the middle type places people can find you? You can find me Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course, Geocaching's Message Center. Yeah, it's pretty much song and, well, content free. I'm just wits end. Chris? <laughs> oh, that's funny. You can find me on Twitter at CachingNW, Facebook.com slash CachingNW, Instagram, I'm Caching in the Northwest. You know what? Don't take the time, don't pull over. Even though on I-5, traffic is probably already stopped and you would have time to pull out a notepad, write down mm. in um, cursive our addresses. Just head on over to cachingnw.com slash hosts and read our bios and find all those links that we just mentioned. Two and a half hours from downtown Seattle to home tonight for me. Wow. And you wonder why we have road, road wage. Road rage. Road wage. We have some road wage tonight. <laughs> I think you're almost done for tonight. Oh, I was done before I started. (laughs) There's one more thing I need to say. Oh, what's that? Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Caching in the Northwest. Don't forget that you could be part of the show. Call 253-693-TFTC. Leave us a comment, ask us a question, or be willing to bake us a cupcake any time of the day or night. And of course, you can email us at feedback at cachingnw.com. Your support helps keep quality shows coming. So if you like this show, click that Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Give us a thumbs up or a review. The show is produced by Chris Umfenauer, Jim Paulwitz, and Jay Kennedy. It's licensed under a Creative Commons Attributions 3.0 license. Copyright 2019 by Chris Umfenauer. And folks, we ask you to stay tuned for the very echoey. The after show. But it's not super echoey. It's not the echoeyest. No, no, it's not. We've learned that tonight. <coughs> Amongst the things we've learned tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also learned that uh, B Pendragon has large plushes that are moving with him for sure. Mm. And I know a couple of people that are probably very happy about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wonder who those could be. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, Christy goes, is it a wathically wabbit? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I ham says, no, I was thinking of love. Two love ah. is what brings us together yeah. today. today. <laughs> That's right. I taught a putty tat. There you go. Uh, uh, the fun yeah. never ends, yeah. except for when we get tired of it and shut the show down. That's true. I'm, uh, tired. I'm not a, tired of it, but I'm tired. Keith 94 just completed the Amazing Places Geo Tour on Vancouver Island. There's still some geo coins left, but I've been told they will get more if they run out. Mm. A great tour on Van Isle. Let's test that. Everybody go complete that and see if they order more. Yeah, yeah I think so. That That is a great geo tour. I've actually got a YouTube video um, up on my YouTube channel of our adventures of doing that one. Definitely, if you're curious. Nice. Now, we did it in the middle of winter on a, a pretty rainy period of time. So, uh, it, of course, this time of year would look much prettier. Than it does than it did then, but it's still a great place to go. Dora Moore is hoping to do it next weekend. There you go. It's a fantastic location. So, Land Monkey, you're from Canada. Yes. There are some friends there, in fact. Okay. You have some Uh, friends? The Davis Bay Cacher from BC. Do you know them? Uh, I do not. Oh, well, Stark Cacher does. 
Excellent. The caching team of Davis Bay Cacher from BC attended my attended the local monthly meet and eat in Maumee, Ohio, Tuesday evening as they were caching on a tour circling Lake Erie. Okay, Star Cacher, I have to know where in Maumee. Because I grew up in Perrysburg, which is, you know, right across the river. And I was just curious where. That's it. Okay. I wasn't sure if that's how you pronounce the name of that city. And now I just think it's funny. Maumee. You know, Maumee, but my, my, my grandfather, yeah, I didn't take everything he said seriously, but you know, he said, uh, it, there was, there was a lot of native American population there. And one of the, the children fell in the river and was being swept downstream and they yelled, mommy, mommy, mommy. And it became the mommy river. I know it's a terrible story, isn't it? You hate laughing at it because it's it's not funny. It's the kind your grandfather would tell, though. Exactly. Yeah, my grandfather would tell a story like that too. Yeah. He says Schlotsky's Deli on Conan Street. Ah, yes, ah. Schlotsky's. That's that's a Tim Hortons of uh, mommy. Is it? it? It sounds very Midwest. Uh, it sounds Polish to me. Well, there you go, Schlotsky. Yeah. Uh, but actually, there's probably a Tim Hortons there as well. Yeah, there are in that section of the world. The only U.S. Tim Hortons I've been to was in Columbus, Ohio. There you go. And they have a couple of them in there in Columbus. I had lunch there one day. You know, it's I can tell you about the same though. I just got to say, it's not quite the same as a Canadian Tim Hortons. How do you know? Because I've been to uh, Tim Hortons when yeah. I was on my road trip down to Cincinnati. They're similar, but they're not quite the same. Plus, you know, it's not in Canada. That's true. Iham says there's a Schlotzky's in Kent. Yeah. Very cool. I have to check. You know out. what? We'll we'll coordinate with Starcasher. We'll eat at our Schlotzky's. They'll eat at their Schlotzky's. We'll do a virtual meet and greet. There you go. The restaurant. Excellent. All right. Well, what do you think? I think we have to go to bed. That we can do. And probably a little bit more. But folks, thanks for listening. Until next week, get out and get caching in the Northwest.